0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. I'm all over the place this time. Uh, this week, beer of the week, um, Elliott'sville Weed Whacker IPA. It's a hoppy summer ale with agave and lime. I got this in a mix six because I was super indecisive and Zoe said it's time to leave. So, uh, had one when I was grilling the other day. Delicious. Great summer beer. Um, Dimitri, you're, you're a margarita boy, aren't you?
1: Oh, yeah. Love it, me a good margarita.
0: It has some margarita vibes to it with that um, agave and lime um, on the undertones of it. Really nice summer beer.
1: Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you.
0: Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at WeHateJacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him and send him hate. On Twitter at Dimitri Talks for his Lacey Evans love. Dimitri, how did you feel about this week of wrestling?
1: I uh, felt pretty good about it. Um, I don't even watch AEW, saw some good things about that online. SmackDown storylines continuing were very exciting. And I finished Raw late, but it had some really exciting moments in it too, some very interesting ones. I
0: concur. I think that we've been on a nice summer wave of wrestling like mm-hmm. every show right now ha- is booked really well the matches are really good even stuff that i haven't been that excited about once it's happening on screen it's like okay i see the vision you know right. i'm i'm really starting to to believe in what everybody's cooking up this summer and we're really starting to get into summer pay-per-view season with Forbidden Door on Sunday. Yeah. With Money in the Bank in two weeks. Yeah. With uh, All In at the end of July. Yeah. Um, and all out at the end of August and SummerSlam at right. the beginning of August. So Let's we're go. we're in like a three month stretch of like two pay-per-views per month. Uh, yeah, it's it's brazy, but Content. Oh, <laughs> content train never stops. Choo choo, <laughs> damn right. <laughs> All right, Dweechoo, who's
1: top of the mid? All right, so we got a uh, top of the mid. You've got seen them before. It is again the Alpha Academy. They just keep answering the goddamn call over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Maxine specifically has been a great addition, um, she just fits so well. And uh back on Raw it was really funny to see her get the best of Valhalla again because you know how we feel about Valhalla and it's just great to see Valhalla get put in her place by the girl Maxine. That was a what was the arm drag she pulled out oh, there? Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah, after that she was, was working on it backstage yeah. and did you see Chad Gable's coach outfit? Oh, I didn't notice it. Bro, he was wearing like Bro, a remember. tight polo that he had tucked into like <laughs> extremely pleated shorts that were really short and like up to his like belly button. Oh, damn right. And he had like a whistle around his neck too. Like he went full, like <laughs> gym teacher. That's only a teacher so that he can coach wrestling.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I, I'd probably, I saw it, but I don't remember it, but that's, that's hilarious. He really uh, reminds me of Kurt angle quite a bit with all the he, funny shit he, he does.
0: He's Kurt angle with hair for sure. Pretty
1: much. Yeah. Um, And uh, what else we got here? Oh,
0: um, hold on. Before we, before we leave Maxine, her gear. Oh, it was great.
1: (laughs) Let's just say it was great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She
0: rocks a singlet better than Chad, man. (laughs) She rocks a singlet better than most people. But you know she's a fashion icon. I'm not surprised. She said singlet, but make it fashion. She's gonna it's gonna be at a singlet, fashion. Singlet, but week. make it fashion. <laughs>
1: and you know what? Uh, speaking of uh, this little, um, I guess it's a rivalry now. Little little feud we got going. Uh, I think it's been a good thing for the Viking Raiders. They finally have something where it makes them at least they're not like facing somebody random every week and it's just random. And they're squashed like they're not just randomly squashing people because that's not entertaining to me. And we, we talked about it a little bit before, but I like when they have humor injected with their storylines because I can't mm-hmm. take them seriously. Like, I just can't. So with them feuding with the Alpha Academy, I think it just brings out something good there. I still don't love the idea of the Viking Raiders in general, but
0: I would definitely say it's better than them just going out squashing nobody's. Big agree. I also think it's it's a lot better for both of these groups that, Valhalla and Maxine are getting time on TV and doing some not just standing around. Yes. Uh, especially because if I remember correctly, Valhalla's human name is Sarah Logan. Yep. And she actually is like a proper wrestler. Mm-hmm. And since she came back to WWE, she's just been hanging out with the Viking Raiders and hasn't actually done much. So yep. I, I, I feel like for her as a, you know, as a professional wrestler, she's gonna want to be doing some more wrestling than just like looking spooky on the sidelines with two big dudes. So I think it's good for everyone involved. I mean, I'm more interested in the Viking Raiders if it's going to be involving everybody. So yeah, let's, keep it, let's keep it rolling. Keep her going. What would be very cool is if this feud ends in a six man mixed tag with everybody in each group.
1: Oh yeah, that together would good.
0: that would be. Tip top, top.
1: Um, Oh yeah, and uh, my uh, freaking headline. I want to talk about this headline. I'm really headline's a little
0: less top, but
1: oh Oh, oh, come on now, I'm excited (laughs) about it. Hey, so I have seen on the interwebs, uh, specifically a ringside news article, um, that uh, Bray Wyatt may be on the return. Now, my feelings about Bray are different than some other people's feelings. He's a very... um,
0: Polarizing.
1: Yes. Perfect word. Polarizing type of dude. Um, I'm one of the people that love Bray Wyatt. Uh, Doesn't always hit for me. As a matter of fact, before he left, I thought it was getting a little stale. But I do love to have him on TV. So... I am very excited. Uh, I'm trying to keep my excited bottled up a little bit because I'm nervous. You never know what's going to happen. It feels like it's a toss up if he's actually going to come back or if he's not going to come back. And if he does come back, how long is he back? Is he back for like three months and then he's just gone again? Um, who knows? We I feel like we still don't know why he was gone for so long. But in the article, it said that he may have had like an illness. Now, I don't know if there's any truth to that.
0: I've, I've seen that, I've seen that reported elsewhere. Gotcha. Um, that uh, the original absence was due to some slight injury, not nothing major, no surgery, just, you know, rehabbing, like maybe uh-huh. put a hammy or something. And then after that, it was, um, illness, like pneumonia or something, like something not, not like deadly serious, yeah, but serious but enough that like he's at home. Um, right. I have seen that. Okay. Um, I will, I will also link the ringside news, uh, article that you put in here in the show notes. Perfect. But yeah, I, uh, I'm for one, I'm
1: excited. Uh, how do you feel? I have an idea.
0: It, it depends. You know, if, if they're going to do the same thing they did on his last return, I do not care at right. all. I literally have no feelings about it. I will be. It'll be very Matt Riddle to me where I'll just be like, oh, great, this guy. <laughs> uh, if they can do something interesting and make it accelerate and have the storyline be something meaningful in an appropriate period of time, then yes, I I can get into it. Because like I, I've been watching some, some older stuff lately, especially around uh, Roman's Thousand Days. I've because that was when Bray Wyatt kind of was at his peak. Right. Um, peak Fienden at that fiendin'. point. <laughs> and, you know, I I think that was – he's very good in the ring when he can get rolling and get uh-huh. a good character and have that those reps. I, I think they made a mistake with him not really doing anything until the Mountain Dew pitch black match with Agreed. L, A, Knight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, that match was so short and he looked so rusty in it. Yep. And then – he started this feud with Bobby Lashley that he got beat up by his own uncle Howdy guy, and then it, it just like it just wasn't working. Like the whole thing just didn't land at all for me. It was so it like uninterested. It,
1: it felt like it like fell apart at the end. Honestly, like, yeah, I it, like I didn't. I had no idea what the fuck was happening.
0: That's and and it, like- it almost seemed like he was trying to go back to the well, you know, he tried to go back to the happy time funhouse house or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like that style Bray Wyatt character. And it was almost like the crowd was past that too. So, I don't know. I Like, he's definitely a very creative person. He can definitely Absolutely. come up with something interesting. Let's just do it, execute it, but much quicker. We can't have another slow burn Bray Wyatt because it's just not going to work.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, uh, well, a uh, kind of, I think it can be a slow burn, but not as slow of a burn. Like that was an extreme yeah. slow burn, like an absurd
0: smoldering. <laughs>
1: yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a little too much for me.
0: And it, it seems like the, the pressure of being in a big, important faction on raw is getting to, uh, to Finn Balor mm-hmm. is his judgment day approaching. Oh, ho, ho, look at mm-hmm. you. There have been lots of uh, teases of late that Finn seems unhappy, he seems upset. His bestie, Damian Priest, is not seeming as bestie as he used to be. And uh, especially on Raw this week, we really got a, a lot more of an insight there through a couple different segments throughout the show where we have Finn Balor walking in the back with Finn and the rest of the judgment day, and they're like, Hey bro, what's going on? It was like peak like wrestlers who aren't good at acting having to do acting. <laughs> and they're like, Why are you sad? What's what's the matter? Finn was in there, Finn was in
1: there with a straight face like and he was like
0: <laughs> I'm really unhappy. All my potatoes went bad. You oh, know, my like God. They- <laughs> are you Finn Baller? Do you voice his character? Jesus Christ, that was good. Yeah, I do. I do the uh, the American dub for for Finn Balor, um, <laughs> but he he just seems not f- like he's feeling it anymore. Right. He went out to the ring and challenged uh, Seth for the World Heavyweight Title Championship at uh, Money in the Bank. We're going to get onto that whole segment itself a little bit later, and then after that, we see him in the back again talking to JD McDonough, the Irish Ace, <laughs> and. Finn giving him some advice saying you're not here to make friends, you're here to win gold. And as Damian Priest shows up, J.D. McDonough says back to Finn, sometimes mate, you might have to take your own advice. And then heads off. I was like, okay! Uh And Damian Priest comes up, he's like, Finn! What are you doing? Challenging Seth at Money in the Bank. I'm in the ladder match so that I can win the briefcase and challenge Seth whenever I want. And Finn's like, well, mate, uh, you're not gonna cash in on me, are you? And I was like, Yeah, they're done. Like, this is done. So <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, I, Seth's not losing. He's not losing to Braun Breaker. He's not losing to whoever is hey, challenging him next week on Raw. Yeah. He's not losing yeah. at Money in the Bank. He's keeping that belt. And I don't think Damian Priest is gonna win Money in the Bank either because he is, uh, not the charisma to have that briefcase. I think. That's uh, fair. We'll get on to that when we get to our match predictions when we get a little closer. But anyway, yep. I think that after Money in the Bank, we're going to get some kind of transitionary period where Finn is going to start distancing, distancing himself more from the Judgment Day mm-hmm. and it could lead to a SummerSlam match uh, between Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And I think that's really interesting and I, I think that's probably where this story is going that's a good prediction and I would have to agree.
1: That would be a very interesting match and a good buildup for me. I, I think that would be top
0: tier mid card quality right there. Well, uh, along, I'm glad you said that because along those lines, I think we're also starting to see this judgment day faction take a little bit more shape. Mm-hmm. And initially I was kind of thinking on, you know, what are the dynamics in this group? You know, everyone there is going to want gold at some point. It seems right. like Dominic is darting to be less just comedy heel and getting more towards, okay, he's hot enough, uh, like the crowd's hot enough against him that we could put him in some kind of mid-card contention.
1: Yeah, he could be Uh, a slimy heel at that point, not just straight comedy, just slimy heel. Exactly.
0: And then Damian Priest has kind of taken Finn's spot as the Men's main eventer in that faction, mm-hmm. which I didn't necessarily see coming, but Damien Priest has come a long way since oh, his yeah. United States title run. Like he's a completely different guy at this point, yeah. And I'm very surprised and happy to see it. Good for him. Uh, but, but Finn, he's now starting to be the odd man out because I think he's, I think he's potentially bigger than being a mid-carter. And the only other option then would be, being in a tag team with Dom and going for the tag belts, but the tag belts aren't super accessible at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I just don't, I don't see where there's room for his character in this faction at this point. And maybe it would be a good way for him to break and join up with the Irish ace or do something else.
1: Yeah. Big agree. Big agree with all that.
0: Anyway, lots lot of interesting stuff. Uh, and again, like I said, this summer wave of wrestling is like, it's really good. I mean, it's been great. We don't have on here, but we easily could stuff with the bloodline. I mean, Jay Uso carried SmackDown on mm-hmm. Friday, carried the entire program, opened it, had a bit in the middle and closed that shit out. And main event, main event event J was main event J. He had so many good lines. I keep thinking about the opening segment with him and Paul Heyman, where he's like, "I'll get back to you on that." And I loved
1: that. Oh my god, bro! Uh, As soon as he did that, I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) "Oh!"
0: Like that's really good stuff. And I'm get back to you on that. (laughs) I've been thinking about it too. Like people who don't watch wrestling, and so they're obviously not listening to our podcast. they are missing out on such good fun. Yeah. You know, like, absolutely that, like everything that's been going on from, uh, the bloodline cinema series is just like you're missing out if you're not if you're not in on this.
1: it's great entertainment i'll say that and uh i'm glad you brought this up because i didn't even realize we didn't have them on the list so you know what uh let's let's just run through this a little bit before we head into stocks rising or this is even a stock rising in itself because the stoink on the bloodline is forever rising it's our standing bloodline segment
0: yeah, it's it just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to adjust so, uh, the intro. Our, our format here is Dimitri's <laughs> top of the mid, headlines, bloodline, stocks rising, yeah. stocks falling. <laughs> Dude,
1: that shit was so good. And uh, at the end, what what did he say to Paul when he had left Paul? He said, if if I'm in the bloodline, you're out or something like that?
0: Yeah, so that was the middle part of the show where, when Paul came and talked to him backstage. And he's like, yeah, I like this idea of me being the next tribal chief. I don't know why chief. you're so happy, though. <laughs> I don't know why you're so happy, OG, because if I'm in... You're out, and oh, Paul's man, like, "That was a banger." <laughs> call Roman so Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> also, how does Paul Heyman talk on the phone like this in a in an arena, and acting like he's hearing the tribal chief on the other oh, end? You know what's like, really bro? Funny.
1: I noticed. Uh, so if you go back and watch SmackDown at the very end, when he's holding the phone there and he's like, "Call Roman Reigns," call Roman Reigns. There's somebody in the crowd that's like. His phone isn't on. <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch that, but that's
0: hilarious. Yeah, I caught it.
1: It had me geeking. I was like, yo, that's hilarious. Cause all this time I'm wondering, I'm like, does he actually like, you know, fucking put, push the little button on the side and <laughs> pull up Siri and
0: call Roman Reigns or is he no, just well, like, chill? you know what we need? We need to get Paul some, some AirPod Pros oh, so oh that it's God. more believable. Like he'll go call Roman Reigns and then, you know, get his AirPods <laughs> put them in. For the sake of the bloodline, let's get
1: uh let's get my boy some AirPod Pros and a nice fade. And get the wave going. Maybe get him a do rag. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some, some waves on his bald ass head. Yeah,
0: get some hair implants. You already know, man. We are gonna get you right, Paul Heyman. They're, they're gonna have to have a premium live event in Turkey if we're gonna save Paul Heyman's hairline. <laughs>
1: Shit, all right, all right. Anything else you want to add to the bloodline?
0: Uh, just the end um, of SmackDown, you know, Austin Theory being a grimy heel. I, mean, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more, the match itself later on, but the uh, Pretty Deadly came out. Yes, boys! I love them. <laughs> and, like, I like them a lot, too. And then Jimmy Kent comes out for the save, kicks Jay, Austin Theory flukes his way to another win, and it's really I thought it was gonna be a pretty easy choice for Jay on you're gonna go with your brother or you're gonna come with me
1: All right. yeah
0: well being groomed to be the next tribal chief that's a pretty good offer that's being you know, that's a, that's a pretty good offer uh, <laughs> but again it's gonna be leaving his brother behind so mm-hmm. Don't it'll do it, be Jay. interesting it'll be interesting to see on Smackdown does jay do the the wrestling thing that i dislike and i th- I think we've talked about it before where they act like there's no cameras that's filming all of the stuff and he can't just watch and see yeah he was trying to kick one of the yes boys <laughs> and instead kicks me by accident or is he gonna be like why the fuck you kick me bro like it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out on on smackdown it's funny you mentioned that they do
1: that so often and they act like like I understand it's like its own medium and it's its own entertainment. Yeah. There's so many times where something happens. It's just like, dude, just, just run it back on YouTube TV real quick. Rewind it. You go check it out, bro. It's on YouTube. It's just on <laughs> and, regular
0: YouTube, probably. And then there are other times when they'll be like, in the in the ring cutting a promo and they're like and then this happened and (laughs) they'll show a replay in the arena that the wrestler is aware of right so it's very very selective watching it seems like for these people
1: Absolutely. we Even in the Bloodline storyline, uh, not to go off on a the tangent. The Trial of
0: Sami Zayn. That,
1: yes, that's exactly what The Trial of Sami Zayn was peak, man. I loved that. That, I was love like, it.
0: that was like two movies ago. That was so good, though. That was a good one. The Bloodline Cinematic Universe is going to be out here uh, rivaling the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Vin Diesel Cinematic Universe. It's- the
1: Bloodline Cinematic Universe is a great episode title idea.
0: That would be so good Oh speaking of uh, Did you still want to do a rewatch of the Ray Mysterio gets thrown off the roof of the building Money in the Bank Yeah absolutely yeah I love that Money in the Bank Alright maybe we'll try to get that going for next week On our Yeah next week should be our Money in the Bank preview I
1: think Perfect yeah we could do uh,
0: We're doing this on air (laughs) Yeah you know what Logistics on air makes for great radio Uh, Dimitri Stocks rising Uh, all right, wait, 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 wait. Okay,
1: my stock rising. Um, so I didn't actually watch this, so I, uh, you know, don't, don't ruin it entirely for me. I know what happens, but, uh, my stock rising is AEW, Dynamite specifically. Um, I just heard about the MJF match and I heard it was really goddamn good. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things about AEW recently and it's making me want to watch, so I gotta go back and watch that match.
0: Every match on Dynamite was Excellent. Yep. That's pretty much what I've seen. I was not (laughs) that into the card. Yep. Um, last night's dynamite card was, uh, MJF and Adam Cole in an AEW world championship eliminator match. Tony storm and sky blue for the AEW women's world title, uh, mogul embassy, which is Swerve Strickland, uh, Brian cage, Teo Leota. And I can't remember the other guy's name from gates of agony. Um, Uh, against Darby Allen, Sting, Orange Cassidy, and Keith Lee because uh, Sting and Darby have been sticking up for Orange and then Keith Lee is shooting with Swerve. Before that, though, there was a uh, Sammy Guevara segment. They're trying to turn him babyface again. Um, Knock it off. (laughs) Where Darby was out there talking to him and then Jericho came out wearing some, like, three-inch heels. Like, yeah, I know Sting's taller than you, bro, but, like, The heels were a bit cringe. What a bad bitch. And then Sting comes out. And what's really crazy, that is the first time that Jericho and Sting have ever shared a ring. Wow. From WCW to WWE to AEW, That's the first time that they've ever been in the ring at the same time, which I thought was crazy. They talked about it on the broadcast and I did some Googling. And yes, it was a true fact. And I was like, that's bananas. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, but it also makes a little bit more sense why lately Chris Jericho has been tweeting some shit being like, I will never wrestle Sting. I never have. I never will. <laughs> He's going to wrestle Sting. Yep. Um, that match was really good. I didn't think it was going to be, but it was really good. Um, the segment with Sting and Jericho was really good. They both have bats. They struck each other's bats. They um sting scared jericho away of course the whole thing so good uh wardlow versus jake hager for the tnt championship jake hager has been a thorn in wardlow's side throughout his time in aew um another good match uh and then the final match of the night was the blackpool combat club versus they were calling them initially the hung bucks because it's hangman adam page and the young bucks and they have since stopped doing that. My I wonder books. why. <laughs> wow. Uh, but the, the Bucks came out dressed like for cowboys with lots of fringe, of course. Um, mm-hmm. Another banger. Um, and then at the end, nonsense. Eddie Kingston returned. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshka returns. Uh, Kenny Omega returns. And Will Osprey returns. <laughs> Damn. Like it the the last 5 minutes of dynamite just bonkers. Like and it was all good chaos, not bad mm-hmm. chaos. But yeah, the whole card was was really really strong. The backstage segments were really strong. Like everything was was really good. And I was not that excited about it. Like I said, the MJF Adam Cole, I knew they were going to put on a show and they absolutely do. Watch that match. The ending is just peak Chef's Kiss perfection. The kind of ending that you only get on AEW and you don't get on WWE because of just the way that both shows are structured. Mm-hmm. And then the Tony Storm and Sky Blue match, I was, I was like cautiously optimistic about it. Sky Blue put on a fucking show. Um, she's my, actually my stock rising that I was going to do next. Do you want, were you good on, on that? You want to jump in there? that's into perfect. That? No, that's sorry. Perfect. I have been hogging the A-W No, no, no. Airtime. no the,
1: I, I just wanted to mention that it was good so i, I obviously don't have anything to say because uh didn't watch it so. yeah bro wa-
0: <laughs> if, if you got time tonight like definitely throw it on like it's it's a really really good episode of dynamite um, and it also will give you some kind of previews for collision on saturday night when uh, cm punk returns which oh uh, shit that's the saturday that's this Saturday. Right, you know yeah. what let, before I get into Sky blue, let's talk about collision because they announced kind of the the whole match card for Collision uh, night one. We're going to open the show most likely, hearing from CM Punk. They had a little video package with him, uh, basically being like, I'm coming back, I've got some unfinished business, and I've got some things I need to get off my chest. There's also reportedly an ESPN article that's set to come out tonight or tomorrow. If it comes out before the pod post, I will get it in the show notes. But yeah, uh, CM Punk is going to talk some shit. I think we're going to get Heel Punk. I really hope we do. I really, really hope we do. Same. Um, The match that was already announced, CM Punk and FTR. um, He's good friends with FTR, so it makes sense. They've already got a CM FTR shirt out uh, versus Samoa Joe and Bullet Club Gold, which is the knife pervert. Uh, Jay White and, uh, Juice Robinson. Whew. Uh, after the TNT championship <laughs> match, uh, Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson at some point went to fight off, uh, some Jericho Appreciation Society jabronis. And then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come up on the video board. Arn Anderson's bleeding from his head. And because, you know, Christian Cage at this point hates dads and Arn Anderson is Wardlow's adopted dad, I guess they um set up a challenge luchasaurus for the tnt championship at collision andrade Al idolo is going to have his first match back in like six months from after he got in a big fight with sammy guevara yay um <laughs> versus buddy matthews uh and then we also are going to have tony storm and ruby soho versus sky blue and Willow nightingale which is kind of set up at the end of the women's title match and then Miro is back in action for the first time in like nine or 10 months. Oh, wow. So it is stacked to start that, that show off, which makes sense. They need it to be. They need to get, right. you know, they need to get people watching on a Saturday night. But yeah, it, it's, it's looking like a good card. Damn
1: right. That's exciting. I, I completely missed and didn't realize that Collision was this weekend.
0: Yeah, I, I I kept thinking it was a little further off, but no, we're we're here. Um, yeah, Sky Blue. Let's let's talk about her. So, Sky Blue just recently officially became all elite, and last week she got her first win on television in the Fatal Four Way Number One Contenders match. Uh, the Match starts with Sky Blue coming out. Her mom's at ringside, you know, so she goes over, gives her mom a hug, gets in the ring. Tony Storm comes out. <sighs> Tony Storm. From the gods. <laughs> uh, she goes and harasses Sky's mom at the beginning. Um, and then when the bell rings, Sky Blue looks like she's shot out of a cannon and starts throwing forearms, you know, kicking Tony Storm into the corner. Ref gets to like the four count, like, sky blue came to fight which was like very impressive um lots of stuff going on uh back from commercial the one of the either ruby soho or tony storm sprays the like spray paint that they spray paint that yeah. they have in sky blue's mom's face sky blue you need to tell your teacher your mom how to sell like i know she's not <laughs> in the biz but like she did not sell it well enough get her get her on it keep you in the main event girl um Sky gets on a hot streak again. She hits her finisher, the code blue, which is really cool. She will like kind of kick the person in the in the stomach, so they're bent over. Flips onto their back, back to back. Flips the person over into like a half power bomb. I guess you could call it. Um, really interesting move. It looks really cool, but the referee is distracted by Ruby Soho on the outside. So you got the crowd going one. Two, three, four, five before Sky Blue gets up to like kick Ruby Soho off off the side. Tony Storm grabs Sky after she comes back in. Storm Zero—it's a modified Tombstone Piledriver. Uh, Sky Blue kicks out, which I think is the first time anyone's kicked out of Tony Storm's finisher.
1: Oh, that sounds like a for sure stock rising to me. Yeah right. Because I've been sitting here wondering. I've been like, all right, so where's the stock rising? All right, I'm, I'm yeah. seeing it. Yeah, I'm seeing it.
0: And it, just like what she pulled off in the ring, too. Like right. she's been kind of there to be someone that you have a match with to look strong against, like doing a job for people for the most part until recently. And now Finally they're really some- they're building her into a believable winner. How which you- before it was like, oh, Sky Blue match she's going to lose. Yep. But now it's like, oh shit. Okay. Uh, she kicks out of the the Storm Zero. And like the recap that I'm kind of going off of for this too, has in all caps, Sky Blue kicks out of Storm Zero, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Tony Storm puts her in the Texas Clovery re- Leaf in the middle of the ring, steps over, gets in deep. Sky has no choice but to tap. Great match. So good. After the bell, the outcasts come in, start kicking her, trying to spray paint her. Willow Nightingale comes out from the, oh, I should say the New Japan Pro Wrestling strong champion, Willow Nightingale, comes out from the back and, uh, for the save and that sets up the tag match for Collision on Saturday. But props to Sky Blue. Excellent stuff. She's been definitely putting in the work. Um, it's also a very good interview with her on the AEW Unrestricted podcast that I would really recommend listening to. Talks about how she got her start in pro wrestling and how she's gotten to where she is now. And, very well-spoken really really great interview um but yeah sky blue stocks up
1: damn dude you have sold me you have sold me to watch this episode i already wanted to watch now you've sold me even more great job jacob Bring and like up. you you've
0: you've got to watch like the whole thing yeah. too like this is not one that like you can kind of tune in and out you can't can, you, can. Right. you know it's wrestling but still like it keeps you it keeps you captivated like it keeps you watching beautiful beautiful all right, back to the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. Seth Rollins is on fucking fire lately. Um, I, we've always loved Seth Rollins. He's been great for so long. And, you know, it's it's been great to have him have this title. And, you know... I immediately on Twitter, so I wasn't watching Raw Live, but I Mm -hmm. did on Twitter whenever it was going on. I saw a bunch of people pissed off about the crowd singing his song. And (laughs) before I'm going to go into this, when I first uh, saw the tweets, I was like, they do that every week. It can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. (laughs) So I go to watch Raw and I'm just mind blown about how long this crowd kept singing the goddamn Oh, 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 oh." (laughs) so good. Uh, I, for one, am not mad at the crowd. Um, They definitely hijacked. I felt a little bad for for the boy, um, Finn Balor, um, because he was just trying to speak, man. Will, you idiot, shut up! Dude, I felt kind of bad because he was, like, trying to get into it. He was trying to, like, just give the promo and, like, hoping that they would shut up. And they just didn't shut up. Mm -hmm. And that's just a testament to how on fire Seth Rollins is right now. People, The people love Seth. His character is just great. We spoke on it before. It's kind of confusing where his character came from. But, I mean, if you think about it, you sent me that one thing talking Mm about um what was that character he was before in the pandemic? What was the Monday Night Messiah? Yes. The Monday Night Messiah kind of going from that to the guy who
0: kind of believed his own shit essentially. It was a forty tweet thread, but it was so well done, and like honestly, could be a YouTube video. Yeah, um, I will. I'll link it in the in the show notes. That was good stuff. So shout out
1: to that guy. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. Shout out to that guy. Don't know who you are off the top of my head, pal, but good we'll, stuff. We'll link you. Um, yeah, <laughs>
1: but yeah, man, Seth Rollins just been great. Um, and that whole segment was just like I was in disbelief uh, with how long the crowd was going. It it, it didn't seem real. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So another thing that gives Seth Rollins this, this stock rising, um, m- my wife who does not pay attention to wrestling, the two people that she knows, Roman Reigns, Bianca Belair. So, you know, great taste. But last night I'm, you know, I'm watching Dynamite and she was like, oh, is the, that other guy that I like on, on here? And I was like, oh, who, who which one? And she was like, uh, he's white. He has long hair. And I was like, that's not gonna cut it. I'm gonna need um. I'm gonna White need more, <laughs> more hmm. So I brought up the WWE roster with like that has all the pictures. I'm going, I'm yeah. going, I'm going. She goes that one, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Seth Rollins. So I went and got the clip of him like with the crowd doing the whoa, whoa thing, yeah. and showed it to her, and she was like, wow, that's actually really impressive that that many people love him like that. Yeah. So, and it is like. It is, man. He's like universally loved. I did feel a little bad for Finn Balor, like he yeah, said about, right, about right. like the crowd hijacking his promo. He had to start Damn, it three man. times. Yeah. And that at one point, bad. Seth had to go, You've been waiting seven years to say what? And then the crowd <laughs> starts going yeah, again. Yeah. He's was, he was like, You've been waiting seven years
1: and, and you, you interrupt their party? Just say it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, so yeah it it was it was great it was it was so good he's so over Uh, the only caveat and we'll we'll get to this in stocks falling again but i don't like this open challenge for the united or for the w world heavyweight championship um so i hope that settles down soon but i mean seth Rollins is having a great time so might as well let him keep having a great time he's having a great time we're having a great time damn right and let's talk about people who are having a bad time about stocks freaking falling. I'm going to kick this one off, Dimitri and right, just kind of lead into it with the world heavyweight championship being defended on NXT. Yeah. Strange stuff, right? It's not a good look in my opinion. I think it's an interesting way to kind of introduce Braun Breaker to the mainstream viewers if they're not watching NXT, but and maybe for some people, that belt being defended on NXT will make them tune in on Tuesday. It will not for me. <laughs> I will see the highlights on YouTube, and it's also just very blatantly obvious that Seth is going to retain. They are not going to have him lose this belt to Braun Breaker on NXT, because that is such a bad look.
1: Yeah, after they've been trying to push the belt, you know, to have some sort of status since Roman has the... Technically, true championship right now. You're just going to have him lose it on NXT to what technically is a below Raw. You're just going to have him lose that title to somebody over there. Like, that would be crazy for that title. Like, nah, I don't see it happening. Now, I could see Braun winning it eventually. Like, that oh, absolutely. would be great on him. But, like, do it when he's on the main roster or have him maybe. Come up to the main roster and and, and I don't know, go to a pay per view or something. I don't or know.
0: yeah, put him in, put him in one of the money in the bank qualifiers. Or right. like you need to, yeah. Braun Breaker is going to be the next guy. He's going to be the next face of WWE when when Roman decides to hang it up and go to Hollywood and be in Fast 16. Like Braun Breaker can come there and be the guy. Oh, He's you got, got some, the look. He's got can a big opinion on this man. I mean, have you seen him? No, I I agree. I love Braun Baker, he's, and he's, he's a Steiner. Believable. Like yeah. it's, he's got all of that working for he's him. He's believable. The intense. nepotism, yeah. the the strength. <laughs> the nepotism, so strong with this one. <laughs> I mean, he held the NXT World Title forever until mm-hmm. uh, Carmelo took it from him. But like, yeah, he he's a big boy. Like he's you can legit. do it. Yeah, yep. he, he'll he'll be extra legit one day. Anyway. Other, other things. What, what, what's on, what's on your radar that's dropping off?
1: All right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm putting on my hater hat here a little bit. Uh, this is a little nitpicky, but you know, you gotta, you gotta just throw on the hater hat sometimes and just let it out. So I'm going to say right now, uh, Charlotte just randomly coming back and immediately challenging Asuka for the new, uh, WWE women's championship (sighs) was so predictable. And goddamn it, when is Charlotte gonna give some character development? When is there range? When is there gonna be some range to Charlotte's character? And like, I know it's like a weird thing to complain about, but it's like I feel like every time she's here, it's like her character is that she is Charlotte Flair, she's the queen, and she's always gonna challenge for the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, but like everybody else who came up with Charlotte has evolved somewhat. You got Becky Lynch, who's changed a ton since she debuted and gone through multiple characters. You've got Bailey, who's changed a ton, gone through multiple characters, character development. You got Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, who is, again, changed a ton, gone through multiple characters. And then you got Charlotte, who is like the same as she was when she came up with them. Um, again, Character is solid, I guess, but like, I just want to see some character development and stocks down for me just because we've seen this before. It's like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, So I just want to see something different from Charlotte because she is very talented. She's fantastic at everything. I just want to see that evolution with her character. So I don't know if that's her or creative, but somebody get it right.
0: I think it's probably a combination of the two, unfortunately. And I did see some, some similar opinions on Twitter that you know, I have to I have to agree with. And one thing that I saw, it's definitely very cynical, but it's almost they're kind of like Charlotte's what, a fourteen time women's world title holder? So 100%. yeah. It's it's almost like they're trying to push this, like she's gonna hold the title as many times as her dad did, kind of thing. Yeah. Because like Ric Flair was like a seventeen time world champion. Mm-hmm through WCW and WWE. So, I think that's probably what they're trying to do is just have those numbers be like, wow, look at this flair dynasty, you know? Like, just yeah. champions on champions. But it, but then it's like, Becky Lynch, who's just as good if not better, has been like a four-time champion yeah. <laughs> because they've been longer reigns and they've been more realistic and there've been character changes. And right now, she comes back and she's in a feud. That's title agnostic. It's not for a title mm-hmm. but yeah it really is that thing like charlotte will be on tv she'll win the title she'll lose the title leave tv for six to eight weeks yep come back and say hello that belongs to me <laughs> and uh <laughs> me they'll be match, like girl. they're like damn <laughs> what are we gonna do guess we gotta get uh, a match <laughs> it's not like we write the show <laughs> darn yeah, but at bro. the same time like becky lynch got a promo like a month or so, or maybe longer ago, where she was like, I don't know who I am without the title. I think that was Becky Lynch, wasn't it? Uh
1: Yes, I think so. I vaguely remember this, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so, it's one of those things where it's like, she says that, but then now she's finding something else without the title. Mm-hmm. Charlotte literally has nothing without it. Yeah. You can't put her in a non-title feud. Like, what do you do with her? It, it just... It is getting repetitive. It is getting boring. And like, it'll be pretty shitty if Oscar loses the title to Charlotte right away. Oh, more than shitty. I love Oscar. I'd be so sad. I think that what they're probably going to try to build this towards is maybe some kind of interference, some kind of sneaky win for Oscar on, I think it's either SmackDown tonight or tomorrow night or next week is when that title match is. Uh, And I think there maybe it's going to be some sneaky cheating win from Asuka or Bianca Belair is going to come and get involved and it's going to end in a DQ, so Asuka retains. And then I think Money in the Bank will be a triple threat for the title. Bianca, Charlotte, Asuka. That would be a good match. Yeah. Which I, if that is what happens, I'd peg that as Asuka retains and then maybe we get some short feud between Bianca and Charlotte on who gets to go for the title at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah. And yeah, dude, look at you, you fucking fantasy booker over here. This guy. Hire this man.
0: I I, I got I, I borrowed your cool fantasy booking hat this week and I've been I've been booking lots of stuff. Really Speaking nice of booking, hat. I'm gonna do it again. My next stock <laughs> following the United States title. Fuck Austin Theory. Hey. Uh, this is specifically the belt because I think Theory's extended fluke run has been hurting that title as a title yep it at one point was a bigger deal than the intercontinental belt N- not too long ago like before gunther i would say the u.s title was a step above the, uh, the ic oh man well bobby lashley had that shit <clears throat> yeah bro like strong man with the belt fuck yeah austin theory that little weasel he is just on Oh, it drives me freaking crazy. I said I was gonna complain on the podcast on Twitter after he <laughs> he fluked his way to beating Jey Uso. So I I here I am complaining. He should have lost. Jey Uso should be the United States champion right now. I didn't think that Jay was gonna win. I didn't think he was either, but like I had like they, they made me believe, which is the worst part. <laughs> you were like, nah, I didn't go have him. They're like, but wait. <laughs> it's time to start rebuilding this belt. Yeah. Here's how I would do it. Sheamus did an interview this week. Headline, Sheamus can't make sense of WWE's quote, insane booking decision on him. Sheamus is not booked for Money in the Bank in the UK. When Sheamus and Gunther was arguably the best match of Clash of the Council last year. And that's basically what Sheamus gets into. Folks, you know me, I'll link it in the show notes. But here, here's some quotes from, from Gunther. Um, this is with uh, Metro.com in the UK. From who? Metro.com No, 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 in the no. UK. Some quotes from who? From Seamus. Oh, I thought you said from Gunther. Oh, sorry. I might I might have misspoken.
1: Oh, no. Um, I was just upset because you didn't say Gunther, but go ahead.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> it, it quotes from, from Seamus. Uh, quote, last time we were in Wales for Clash at the Castle in September, I tore the bleeding roof off the place. Nobody came close. Roman, Drew didn't come close and it was built around that match. Nobody came close to me and Gunta. Every time I'm in there, I blow the roof off the place. Doesn't matter if it's in Cardiff, doesn't matter if it's in Lexington, Kentucky, MSG. The reactions I get are insane. Every time I get out there, I put on a banger. I should be the first person they're thinking of, especially when a pay-per-view comes to Europe like that. So, yeah, I 100% should be there. Um, continuing on, to be honest, Ridge should be in that, ma- in that match as well. hundred percent talking about the ladder match. They're in London. I don't understand why Ridge isn't in that match. You've got a great opportunity there for that, but I don't book the stuff. You know what I mean? Everything I've done in the last 16 years, I should be number, I should be the number one name that they think of, especially when a pay-per-view comes to London, a stone's throw away from Dublin. It's insane. Especially when I cut my teeth there. Mm. And I don't think he's wrong. No, you got some good at points all. There. Like, he did have the best match of Clash of the Castle last year and here he is not on the card. Now, there's two weeks. The last pay-per-view, the United States title was not defended at the pay-per-view. Maybe this time it's different. Here's my fantasy booking. Sheamus theory, United States title. Sheamus wins. Finally, that way the belt gets elevated a little bit because it exchanges on a pay-per-view. Seamus could start some kind of open challenge. He could start some, you have to go through my cronies if you want to get a shot. There's lots of things that they can do with it. Seamus has held the United States title a number of times. He knows what it means. He knows what's, what to do with it. He can cut a promo better than Theory. Oh, yeah. He can wrestle better matches than Theory. And it's just, it's just more believable to me as Seamus as the United States champion and then getting that pop coming out in London, getting that pop when he wins it. Samantha Irvin calling and new for Sheamus. like that the O2 would explode. So that's my fantasy booking for money in the bank. Sheamus wins the belt off theory.
1: Yo, dude, you got to hit up this man, yo.
0: His fantasy bookings on point. Um, well, okay, last yeah. thing on that though. Oh, go ahead. Like I've said, the wrestling, the booking has been mostly good. The biggest gripe that I have with Triple H and I'm starting to wonder if this is Vince interference, is this booking of theory and keeping him on that belt. But that's you a whole what?
1: nother... Okay. No, 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 no. That's a can of worms that you just opened up right there. Because it, the booking of Austin Theory has Insert been...
0: another crack.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's been absurd, man. I just have no idea. Like, from the jump, whenever Vince was in charge, do you remember the whole... When it first started with the egg and all that,
0: remember that weird thing he had? Oh yeah, for, to like advertise for The Rock's movie. Uh huh. Yeah, that was so bizarre.
1: Yeah. Okay, that was so weird, and that's when we first—at least when I remember—where my egg go? First having Austin Theory shoved down my throat. Mm-hmm. Um. Since then, it's just been like straight Austin Theory down your throat. Except for that weird period where Triple H took over and then Roman Reigns is like, your daddy's not here no more. And then, you know, he had some tough times there with some
0: Mm -hmm. losses. Oh, the best part of WWE television during that time was every night on Monday Night Raw, Austin Theory just getting the shit kicked out of (laughs) everybody else.
1: (laughs) Yes, dude. He got his ass whooped. Uh, which was hilarious and much more entertaining than right now when he's a champion. That's not a believable champion because like John Cena said, we don't believe what he says. We don't believe his character. It's just not believable. Putting my hater hat straight on again. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're so right. I'm sick of this run. The, the U.S. championship needs to go on somebody else's waist. It would be much better on Seamus. It's like you said. And
0: even if it doesn't stay there for a long time, it doesn't need to. It's mm. it's just the belt needs some gravitas around it, and it's not getting that. And for all of the good work that's been done around the Intercontinental belt and elevating it and making it a serious belt and just – I'm captivated for Intercontinental title matches. I want to see Gunther wrestle. Yeah. I don't even want to see Austin Theory wrestle because I know it's just going to be a stupid ending where the ref takes a bump and some nonsense happens, and then theory retained. Like I'm so bored of it. It it needs to move on from this.
1: Big agree. And th- there comes a point like that's that's a typical heel hero- heel thing, right? You lose, you win your matches in, in ridiculous ways where you know the ref. There's but it's going too far. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going. Yeah, like like it's typical heel shit, but it's just gone like a ridiculous amount, and like we haven't really gotten anything with this character that would make you like feel strongly about him i don't even the problem is like i don't even feel very strongly one way or the other about him which is what makes me not like what he does so much because i don't like hate him because i don't hate his character oh i I hate him (laughs) 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 sorry i I personally well the way i feel is i just don't have like a strong feeling towards him one way or the other it's like completely like i don't believe what he does right I don't love what he does. I don't like it. And I don't like, he's not like a heel that makes me believe that like, I really dislike him because he's a heel. Mm -hmm. I just dislike him because I don't like the fact that I don't feel anything.
0: (laughs) If that makes sense. No, that's fair enough. No. Anyway, enough Austin theory. That was good. Sick. (laughs) Last stock falling.
1: Oh, man. Okay, so this one pains me. We've had this one before, but I just wanted to bring it back up because you had brought up my boy Seamus, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, where is he at? And to be clear, you, you put in the in the rundown that it isn't Drew McIntyre himself as the stock falling, but no, it's your it's hopes not. for him.
1: Yes, yes. It's, it's my hopes for Drew McIntyre. I, I'm worried, dude. I haven't seen the man in so long. I haven't even seen a mention of them in WWE programming, really anywhere, and I'm a I'm a
0: I'm a Drew McIntyre fan. Okay, Well, I have possibly some good news for you in this regard. <coughs> what? <laughs> there was a press release from WWE on Tuesday.
1: Was this the Special Olympics thing?
0: It is a Special Olympics thing. Okay, I did see that. So, Drew McIntyre is going to be the WWE Special Ambassador or Global Ambassador to the Special Olympics in Berlin next month, which is great. Um, Drew has done uh, lots of stuff like this in the past. Uh, He's um, always – he's been very John Cena-y in the sense of like, being very there for the kids, for Make-A-Wish, Special Olympics, all that kind of stuff. And not in a, look at me, look what I'm doing kind of way, but just mm-hmm. doing it behind the scenes, which props to him, absolutely great, you know, good guy. Um, it. The The other part of this article that I saw is that he's still recuperating from an undisclosed health issue. So, there could have been something else that was involved for part of this absence. I still think there has to be something for him with how he was drafted to RAW, yeah, You wouldn't have wasted TV time on a draft pick for this man if you didn't intend to bring him back.
1: You'd hope so. But, you know, WWE does some crazy shit sometimes. That makes That's true. Sense. I mean, the draft doesn't matter, so. <laughs> and you know what? Look at this. Look at this. I got me a big-ass notepad here. Oh, my God. I'm prepared. <laughs> I came in here because I, Drew McIntyre was probably my favorite recent babyface. Mm-hmm. Male babyface. Mm-hmm. Um I just loved the 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 pandemic era was special. It was real weird, but special because it was different and something that we'll never see again. So I got to thank Drew McIntyre for carrying that and just putting on for the WWE during that entire time. I took some notes here as to why I loved Drew McIntyre. So WWE, if anybody watches this, I know there's like 12 listeners a week, but if one of you (laughs) happen to work for
0: the WWE, please pay attention. Imagine uh, Triple H is listening to our podcast he's and he's like, oh, like okay. furiously writing down our our booking <laughs> ideas. He's like, God damn, God
1: damn, I didn't think of that. <laughs> now Vince McMahon tunes in. He's like, oh, that's some good shit.
0: <laughs> no, he'd hate, he'd hate <laughs> everything we have to say. Oh, this woke mob. woke <laughs> mob. But yo, Drew, man.
1: Okay, so let's talk about it. Drew carried that shit. First of all, in the Rumble, he started that shit off. By eliminating a bunch of folks, that includes Brock Lesnar. This man eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Rumble. Okay. And then he won the Rumble by eliminating your tribal
0: chief Roman Reigns. Let's not forget. Okay, but was he the tribal chief at that point in time? No. But still. I don't know. Nope. Big dog does not
1: count. (laughs) But he did eliminate Roman Reigns. Pretty big deal. And Brock Lesnar, okay? And then He challenges Brock for the title, eventually, and wins it, obviously. Has a nice long run uh, where he, let's see, he beats Seth Rollins during that run, your current World Heavyweight Champion. That's a big win. Uh, He beats Bobby Lashley during that run. Somebody who recently won, what is he, WWE Champion?
0: Multiple Uh, WWE Champion, United States Champion. United States. He beat Bobby Lashley. He beat Randy Orton during that run. Oh, Hi, Miss Randy. Oh, me too, man. Uh, Did you watch the video I sent in the group chat? Which of one? The the RKO at the graduation ceremony. Not yet, bro. So good. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that. The kids but, uh, are all right. <laughs> he beat Randy Orton uh, before eventually losing. Um, had a 203 day reign, which is nothing to sneeze at, and then he won the no, title. That, that's more decent. And had another reign of 90 days right after that so i'm just saying man drew carried some shit we kind of i feel like it gets swept under the rug a little bit because you know it kind of happened during the pandemic and there weren't fans there to witness it we don't have those moments of fans going crazy we don't have those videos of people being like shocked like when the undertaker lost at uh, wrestlemania and that one black dude's like dong (laughs) (laughs) yeah bro and like it's just, I, f- I feel like, I feel bad for the guy a little bit because he had to have his run, his big epic run during the pandemics where he didn't have fans there to witness it. So WWE, please, man, please have something for Drew McIntyre soon. I'd like to see him as world heavyweight champion, personally.
0: That's a great belt for him. Uh, I would actually, I'm going to go a tad lower on the belt uh for him no. i think that drew mcintyre coming back could be a very realistic challenger to uh to gunther i okay. gunther cannot hold Fair. the intercontinental championship forever yep. i think at this point they're going to get him past uh the honky tonk man which will be i if i remember correctly and i may be wrong so yell at me in the comments if i am i believe it will be like january When he passes honky tonk man. So let's say they bring drew back sometime in the fall. We get towards spring. We get towards the rumble, the elimination chamber, what have you. And we start getting drew McIntyre build drew McIntyre, Gunther at WrestleMania, run it back. Who says no, I I don't. That is a
1: great idea. So you know what? I still want Drew McIntyre to challenge for the World
0: Heavyweight Championship. I, I think he nice- definitely can. Like, I think that I think that's also a way to make him look strong, yeah. though. If he comes back, he does some good stuff, and he challenges Seth Rollins. SummerSlam might be a little too soon. That's, you know, less than two months away. But, you know, he comes back. Like, I think he could be a realistic contender for that. Don't get me wrong. But I don't want him to win it. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather, if, if it's Drew McIntyre or Seth Rollins, I want Seth Rollins to keep the belt.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if I want him to beat uh, Seth uh, just because it would be tough for him to be over, you know, because like nobody's going to be happy when Seth loses the title. So it's got to, I feel like it's got to be some sort of like grimy heel. And then maybe Drew can come in eventually and win it off the grimy heel if he were to go that route. But what you're saying about the Intercontinental Championship with uh, the Ring General Gunta is a great idea. Love that.
0: Good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, I, I I think, I think we, if they can agree a contract extension, I think we'll see Drew McIntyre back soon. And I think we'll see it, um, with him doing what Drew does being
1: serious. I'm laughing because I see that you linked the, uh, the, the, the RKO video.
0: (laughs) The people want to see it. I'm going to put it in the show notes, (laughs) lots of stuff in the show notes this week. Actually. I think I've got one, two, three, four, four articles. I forgot a bunch last week. Uh, because I didn't put them in the the thing that I use. Um, But they will be there next week. All right, Dimitri, anything else?
1: Uh, No, I'm just going to say this right now for the people listening. I am making chicken tikka masala tonight, and I am very excited about it. So uh,
0: with that being said, go ahead, uh, Jacob, and close it out. All right. I'll be over soon. Thank you everyone for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at let me pod to you. You can also find a video version of the podcast on YouTube. You can find Dimitri on Twitter at Dimitri talks, and you can find me at we hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform or on every major network like comment, subscribe on the YouTube. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Look forward to talking to you guys after collision.